0: Hey, Matt. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, would you like to do a podcast? Yeah, let's do it. All right. <laughs> episode one of anything, especially programming related, should probably call it Hello World. Makes sense. That is the first program you tend to write. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, how do I get this thing to put something on a screen for other people to see, right? Exactly. All right. So I figured on this first episode, we do a little Hello World of our, our own, kind of like how we got into programming. What, why are we in a program? Why do we like it so much? Okay. So in the beginning, I was born. <laughs> oh wait, that's a little, that's probably a little too far back. So our family we got our first computer in 1995. It was a Pentium 100 from AST. And that was my first real introduction to a computer and any computer-related things. You know, I did Oregon Trail and some typing at school, but of course that was kind of the first one. Um, also, that was the first computer that I broke. Uh, probably oh, no. <laughs> within a month, uh, I changed, this was Windows 3.1, I changed the display driver in some configuration and when it rebooted, uh, no, n- nothing came up on the screen, and I got yelled at so hard by my <laughs> mom for that because that was a very expensive computer. That that version of Windows was incredibly easy to break. I accidentally deleted the entire uh, tree in the C drive. On did mine. You, did, well, there was probably no internet then, so you didn't see the whole like you know delete Windows System 32 uh, meme at that point, right? Right. Okay. But basically, I I, I also messed up my three one computer. Okay. But the important thing is I fixed it. Oh, good! And maybe that was that was the beginning of my journey of programming. I don't know, but I remember the very first thing that I was interested in were web pages, and so I think probably since the age of about sixteen, I've been interested in building websites and understanding basically how they work. I mean, that's what programming is. It's like how do I get this computer that is awesome and you know at the point at at the time gave me AOL and <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, Uh, keywords and and chat rooms and email, but how do I get it to do something that I want it to do instead of just consuming it, consuming what someone else made, and so I definitely was interested in programming even from then I remember on that computer probably the first language that I came into contact with uh, before web pages was um, uh, visual basic, or just basic, sorry Uh, I don't know if you remember but um, on those little computers they had some program called like Gorilla.bas? Yeah. Oh, it was QBasic. QBasic, yes, sorry. That was the whole, like, uh, figure out the, uh, you know, velocity and angle of throwing your banana at the other gorilla. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, that was definitely a, wow, this is an interesting thing. And, and somebody made that, and I could maybe be that person. Although I didn't really get beyond, you know, maybe making the screen, like, different colors and stuff <laughs> like that, like everybody did. Um, but, no, I, I remember making websites for my family on our local ISP back when I was like 16 and that was definitely probably my first real programming project. Although, of course, you can bring up the fact that maybe HTML is not considered a programming (laughs) language. Kind of depends on who you talk to. Um, What about you, how did you initially get started? Uh, Similar but older. Um, (laughs) My mom
1: uh, got a computer so she could work from home when she was pregnant with my brother when I was about eight. So that was 1987 or Mm -hmm. so. Uh, and similar to what you had, it had Basic on it. Mm-hmm. However, this was old enough where it did not have Q Basic because such a thing didn't exist. Because uh, there weren't graphics so much, it was just text mm-hmm. for the most part. We didn't have—I don't even think we had Windows on that. I think it was straight DOS. Mm. It was an IBM PS two eighty eighty eight, nice. if I remember correctly, uh, with one of those nice clicky clacky computer or keyboards, mm-hmm. like the M.
0: You uh, still like clicky clacky keyboards, do you? I Looking do. Looking at your keyboard over here, I do, look like
1: but it... not around other human beings. Uh, oh, okay. Because I'm considerate. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it, that had Basic on it, and I don't remember if it came with a book on how to program in Basic or if my mom bought that. Mm-hmm. But I uh, read through the entire book on how to program Basic at like eight or nine, and wow, just did things. I wrote. Uh, I remember. Within a couple of years, I'd written a like a slot machine program, um, with uh, obligatory sound effects that were just like, eh, zzz, <laughs> ding, you know, like terrible but magic. Yeah, at that time, exactly. Um, uh, somewhere back in there, uh, uh, there was the ability to make it play the Blue Danube, which I thought was the Blue Danube. That's how mm-hmm. you pronounce that because I was you know, ten. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like that was one of the built-in programs, like here's how to do it. And it's like, it line by line. Um, so that was that was my earliest programming and then uh like you in the in the mid early nineties I got online and so BBSs and mm-hmm. Prodigy and AOL and all those fun things, uh with BBSs which were for those who don't know because this is an old enough thing, they were Basically, local chat rooms. Bulletin board systems. Bulletin right? board yeah. systems, yeah. yeah. You have to, like, call up to them. Uh, yes, yeah. So, yeah, you actually dial into the those computer. It wasn't just you dialed to get online to the internet. You dialed into that
0: mm-hmm. little
1: local version. I ran my own during the day when no one was home, because that was the only time that the phone line <laughs> wasn't tied up. Uh, I was co-sysop on a friend of mine's. Was it popular? No. Okay. <laughs> so what, what did you do on it? Uh, chatted a lot, but also... Okay. The the, langu- the the program I used to get into those was called Telex. Mm-hmm. And Telex had its own programming language, mm. which was, I learned this much later, basically like the programming language C, very similar syntax. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to use that. I didn't realize I was programming at the time. I just was trying to make the computer do a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would use it to, like, c- those computers would kick you off. Uh, the BBSs would kick you off if you were on, if you were away from keyboard afk for too long mm-hmm. so i wrote something that would just you know hey i'm um, mm-hmm. after a minute would say hey I'm, I'm afk i'll be right back so i did those kind of things and then eventually went on to study computer science in college and then on to my career
0: so i'm trying to think of when you know i first really got into computers and and not just using them but programming them because specifically, that's what I kind of want this pod- this podcast to be about, where we kind of dive into elements of programming, which is, you know, how do you get these computers that we all use? I mean, computers are not a niche thing anymore. Everyone has one, yeah. whether it's a desktop computer or a laptop or a phone or a tablet or, you know, using the ATM, you know, um, y- y- they don't just magically do what they do. Like, somebody has to write, you know, essentially some text that tells the computer what to do. And... Uh, You know, I'm trying to think of, you know, when I was making those websites for our our family, there was something so uh, satisfying about like opening up, you know, like a text editor, typing in some things, saving that file, and then going to a web browser back then was probably Internet Explorer 1.0 or something. Netscape Navigator. Yeah, Netscape or, you know, if you were crazy, you were using like a a Mosaic or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, Opera. Yeah. (laughs) You, You know, you refresh, you know, basically say like, okay run that that code again, and then it would magically change, and it was because of something I did, you know, I mean, you could say it goes back to, you know, like, Lego, You're know, like, before there was nothing, and then I take these disparate parts, and I put them together, and then you step back, and you look at it, and you have something new, except it's digital on a computer, and there's so many different ways that you can make a computer do things using different languages and interfaces and stuff, which, you know, I think would be fun to talk about our experiences with those, you know, in a future episode, but for now, after that, I remember making my first real website that was dynamic because before that it was all okay, if I want something to appear on the screen, I have to write it exactly in the code. Then I learned something called PHP, which is a uh, ser- well let's see server side basically the computer that uh, you're connecting to to get your web page from I'm instead of you know I'm going and telling it dynamically, for example, I want the current year to appear at the bottom of the page. I remember that being, crazy magic yeah. and you're like or like the counter oh the counter yeah. yeah every time someone requests your page it goes from 1 to 2 to 3 and you're like three people visited my page that's
1: crazy my senior project in high school was to create a web page a web page because that was unheard of back then <laughs> nobody knew how to do that Yeah. in the
0: it was 96 <laughs> Wait, did you do HyperCard before that? Because I did do a little of that before. I did not, no. Which is kind of the precursor. I remember I was in a class in junior high, and you essentially made a card, and then on that card, there was text that would link to another card, which sounds a lot like every webpage you've ever been on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. No, I I had something, I think the earliest I ever was taught
1: anything with programming was, uh, I don't remember what it was called might have been called Turtle, but you had this little turtle that you could command and say, like, "Go to this logo." Logo. That was it. <gasps> yes. Yes. That was that was early ele- or late elementary school, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, there's nothing that you can't make better with a little cute cartoon yeah, it's turtle. It's adorable. Yeah. But that was one of the first times that I could draw graphics on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was more than just
0: a block. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, so obviously, you also enjoy. Just finding out how things work and making them do things that they wouldn't do otherwise But you said you then turned that into a career, which I also did but I'm curious like when did you realize like oh wait I can get paid to do this as opposed to just have fun with it and and yes, I want to do that That's a good question. Um, so I went to
1: college to be a math teacher That was my intended goal and I took a computer science class for fun because like that's do. who i am <laughs> <laughs> um and i realized i was really good at it and i liked it and that was around the time that this was this would have been 1996 so that was around the time that the internet was really taking off and becoming a thing and i got a job as a webmaster mm. um, i remember that uh, my first job ever. And I realized, oh, people will pay me to do this. Mm-hmm. And I changed my major to computer science
0: and never looked back. When you had that first job as a webmaster, because I also had a job with that title in college. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first two and a half years of college, I worked at the um, uh, alumni relations of my university doing their web their page. Did you feel like the computer guy or were you on a team? Cause I often felt like a lone wolf and I usually was cause no one else like was <laughs> into that stuff. So I was the only one who could do that. I shared an office with two other people mm-hmm. uh, that
1: were the other computer nerds, but they did not, but I basically was our it department okay, and the webmaster, but they, they were our GIS specialists cause oh. I worked for a company. So that's a geographic information system. Mm-hmm. I think they made maps Right. Uh, right. Coordinates for maps. Basically. Yeah. I, so they, 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 used that machine to do that specifically. Cause I worked for a company that did soil ecology, a soil ecology and restoration group was the name of the company hmm. uh, on campus at, at my college and a little on the nose, but and, yeah. <laughs> and they would go out to the desert to plant plants to like keep the desert from falling apart. And hmm. like, uh, and they would study, micro mycology tiny tiny fungus uh and things and so they had to like know where things were uh out in the real world so yes there were other computer nerds so to speak but i was the computer nerd in that i had to run all i had to fix all the computers around the place Mm -hmm. and maintain their website Mm -hmm. i had my own email address that was about the extent of my interview (laughs) they were like oh wow you have you you've made a web page and you have an email address That's amazing.
0: Yes. You work here now. (laughs) So here's a good question. Do you wish that now in 2021, uh, that level of knowledge was still all it took to stand out? Because it sure doesn't anymore. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, but I do wish that it was as simple to learn the level of knowledge that you need to stand out as it was back then. There's so much. Yeah. So so what do you do now in programming that, you know, takes up all your time? So I have worked for a number of companies doing all sorts of things. I have, I have written what we called backend software, as you mentioned, like the, the, the server mm-hmm. to the, to your computer's client, mm-hmm. uh, for the Royal Australian Navy, uh, and our, our own military. When I worked for a defense contractor, I worked for a long time for a video security company. So people that would watch, if you wanted to watch in, TV over the internet, which was an unusual thing at one point, uh, protecting that from people who shouldn't get it Mm -hmm. or as I like to put it only letting the people who paid for it watch it Mm -hmm. um I work for them and now I work for a much larger video company uh you might (laughs) have heard larger called Netflix uh (laughs) work I do now is actually writing programs and and tools to make other
0: developers jobs easier now, do you think that that kind of job would have even existed twenty years ago? No, it didn't exist twenty years okay. ago. Okay, so yeah, so programming has taken has gotten so much more complex since we both started, you know, twenty plus years ago. The fact that you could get a job that's that singular that you're helping other developers by building tools inside for them. Yeah, I
1: think I think a good way of looking at it is if you think back to when you and I first got into video games, mm-hmm. you know, forever ago. Mm. Those were usually. And frequently, single person operations that the, the a single person wrote the entire thing, from the music to the graphics to the game design, like that was not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at a game and you watch the credit sequence, it goes on for an hour. Mm-hmm. I just beat a game the other day, and I, I, I ended up skipping the credits after a while because i uh, there was just too many. There's so many people involved because there's so many different aspects of it because it's gotten so much more complicated, right. So, yeah, 20 years ago, that kind of thing didn't exist, but now, you know, the world's grown. What about you?
0: Uh, well, I only did a small stint in the private sector, uh, and I never did any government uh, sector stuff, but most of my work has been in the educational sector. Um, after building that first dynamic website so long ago, the reason I built that actually was because of my interest in music. When I was a teenager, I took up playing the guitar. I'm older now, and uh, still play it, played in a few bands, and write my own music too. One thing that has definitely happened as becoming a programmer is the cross-section of music and programming, which I'd love to go into at a later point, but in general, I wanted to keep track of all the music I made. So I'm like, well, I'm a nerd, and I know how to write HTML and CSS and JavaScript, and what's this fancy thing, a database that I could talk to? So I could basically make a source of all the music i've made with all the attributes like what their name is how long they are all that kind of stuff and then make a website that talks to that and says like hey give me all the songs give me the song starting with a you know give me the the most recent song i've done and so that was the first like big project and i think that kind of cemented my web programmer dumb like i think i consider myself a programmer in general because i like programming Mm -hmm. and which I think you would agree, is really kind of like applied logic yeah, in absolutely. computer. It's like, if you want the computer to do something, you have to program the logic to make it do that. And I've definitely gone into the web program. So after school, I ended up working for an insurance agency, kind of as a computer guy for one of the salesmen. Then I worked uh, for a private company that did um, job-like um, pre-screening. Um, and then I went back to my alma mater and have been there ever since, working for uh, the health division of it. And now I work for a research institution. Um, I've gone through the Microsoft shop of .NET oh, yeah. and 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 Internet Information Services, uh, all the way back to open source, where I'm using Apache and PHP and MySQL, which are all open source. Well, not just like open source, but free technologies that help you make websites. So, Free as in speech, not as in beer. Yes, exactly. Um, but the thing I like about that the most is that I don't need to have a paid-for server at home running to test my web pages on like you do in the Microsoft world. I can spin up an Apache server for free at home whenever I want. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure why I stayed with web programming except for that thing that I mentioned before where it was just so magical where I could like instantly make a change and refresh something else and see it. The other kind of programming that you've probably done more of is co- code that's compiled. So you have to make a change, wait for the code to compile, wait for the the computer to then read that new code, whereas mine uh, they call generally interpreted, yep. where you basically just make the change and the thing running the code interprets it on the fly and doesn't need to wait for it to compile, which even today, even though I've done some of that compilation stuff... Um, I still... I I can't get over the immediate satisfaction of making a change and a web page updating with my change. Well, it almost feels like magic. I mean... It it still
1: does. My favorite languages to use have almost all been interpreted languages because I like going in there into the actual interpreter on my local machine Mm -hmm. and just typing a line of code out to see exactly what it would do so I don't have to wait... To later to see what would happen in in context, I was just like, how how exactly do I write this? Oh yeah, and then I'll go put it in my
0: real code. Right. Well, because you, were, I think you mentioned uh, that you did some uh, like embedded programming. I have, which means that you're basically making something that is then going to go on some piece of hardware that you will not be able to easily touch once it's yeah. out in the wild. Like, there, how I, do you deal with that like cycle? You those know? are those are such different. There's a
1: completely different mindset involved in okay. writing code for an embedded system. Especially, I, I don't think I ever worked on anything like this, but it's, it, yeah, it, it, I've got 20 years to, <laughs> to slog through in my memory and it's getting worse. Um, but there were times when you would burn something into an actual chip, like you would actually modify the actual chip that was on that was the hardware in a way that you could not change. Mm-hmm. And so, if you wrote code, that was going on one of those. You had to be really sure it was going to work. <laughs> that sounds super like tense. Like, yes, I that's why to... I don't do that. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. So you learned yeah. your lesson. Well, yeah, you'll notice I went from defense contractor, <laughs> where it was these things were have to run on like super difficult to like usually very robust hardware, mm-hmm. so that it could survive the vibrations of a helicopter, mm-hmm. uh, and they would have to run under all sorts of conditions. So the hardware itself usually lagged behind modern hardware and so they, they couldn't run as well uh, they, they didn't run as performant as, mm-hmm. as some of the newer things so you had to write code in a different way I went from that to writing code that was running on iPhones and modern pcs and then eventually to the back end where you have all the all the space and computing power that you want to well obviously now my current job it's it's really however much. Uh, computing power i want yeah <laughs> if i if i really wanted to get down to it and yeah they're
0: completely different mindsets yeah i, I yeah I, I never i never did that i was always interested in it though like I w- i've always been more interested in something like you know c or c plus plus uh but i don't know i i got i got caught by the web programming bug and i somehow have been able to make a career a career out of that over like 15 years and so that kind of brings me to my kind of final wrap-up question like um do you see yourself basically being a programmer for the rest of your career? And do you see it changing at all? Or is this, are you kind of like, you finally found it and now you're just cruising? I think I'm probably, if not a
1: programmer, at least programmer adjacent for the rest of my career. I don't see ever that, I don't see that ever changing. Uh, I've considered management in the past. And there's, there's some areas of that that fit. But I really like the problem solving that you do. I think a lot of people view computer programming like they would uh, any other job where it's like, I am building a thing. But the part of it, I view it as a tool. It's more like math, you know, Uh, or a hammer, you know. A hammer can be used for all sorts of things. Uh, Programming can be used to solve problems in different ways. And I like that. I find that really interesting. And I I do it for fun uh, sometimes when I have time. (laughs) Um, So I, I, I envision myself always being at least closely, closely
0: tied into that side of the world. What about you? Um, yeah, you know, well, it it was making me think of this question of like, do I think of myself as a programmer or do I think of myself as more of an engineer? Because, you know, I didn't, I didn't initially go to school for programming. I did start learning some, uh, but, um, but I feel more, you know, like when I think of engineer, I think of someone who likes the idea of solving problems. You know, they they see an issue or they see something that's not optimized or that's broken and they like the puzzle solving aspect of it. Um, You know, as, as I would like to get into in a later episode, like it, it's colored how I think about music. Like even though I still see it as an artistic endeavor, there's a very heavy like problem solving, like puzzle figuring outness of like, here are the tools, like here's the programming languages, here's the stack overflows, and how do I put those into a solution that fixes this issue? Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know if programming is the thing that, like you said, is is really the the focus. It's It's the tool that lets me do the thing that I like to do, which is solving problems, which exactly. who doesn't like doing that? Yeah. In a cool way that you get to see the results. It's almost tangible mm-hmm. when it shows up on the screen. Do, I mean, do you ever wish that you had been something more in the physical space like a, you know, car mechanic or or a welder or something like that? Sometimes, sometimes I, I think about that. I mean, we're sitting in an office I built with my own two hands. That's true, <laughs> and that is pretty amazing. I do love
1: doing those kind of things, yeah. but I don't know that I like that I would like doing them as a job. I like I it's bec- the physical things, the physical building of things that become more of a hobby whereas yeah.
0: the digital building of things has become my job. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it always makes me think of, like, office space in the end when Peter <laughs> joins the construction crew because, he, you know, he feels disconnected from, yeah. like, the physical world. But but I also agree with you that that sounds cool, and I do also get into some home improvement, and it does feel very different, a different kind of satisfying than building something digital. But I don't think I would want to make that my job. I no. think I the computer is where it's at. Yeah. So, well, great. Uh, I mean, hopefully that hello world that we just did uh parses or compiles or whatever (laughs) and uh thanks for joining us and uh we hope to uh talk to you soon about more programming delights see you next time all right later